So welcome everybody to the third episode of, um, oh, what's this thing called? The Shedding Life Podcast. Yes, that's what it's called. <laughs> Take two. Take two. Okay. Hello and welcome to the Shedding Light Podcast, created for you by Lighthouse Family Church. I'm your host, Kewan. So join us as we talk about all things faith and how we apply these principles to our daily lives. So welcome everybody to the third episode of the Shedding Light podcast. Um, the first two were so good, we had to get him back again. Pastor Trev, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Good to be back. That's good, that's good. So today we've got a very interesting episode. Um, you know, as I, sat, as I sit down with you, Trev, to talk about Christian conscience, religious liberty, two terms that... If I'm honest with you, this will be a learning curve for me because two terms that I did not really consider analyzing much in my own life, two terms that I've not really used very often in my own life and probably unknowingly things that I do wrestle with every single day, but that I've never really thought of unpacking. So maybe just to to kick us off, Christian conscience, religious liberty, what does that mean? Well, it, it's it's um, not surprising that um, you uh, haven't had to necessarily think about it too much or deal with it. But actually, in the times in which we live at the moment, in the unusual circumstances, it's kind of brought it to to the fore. Um, in the sense of the kind of grey areas in our society right now, or um, areas that are that are open to to different people responding in different ways according to what they feel is right and what they feel is best. And we're going to talk about some of those examples later on. But insofar as Christian liberty and um, Christian uh, freedom of conscience is concerned, basically it means that we've been given this moral framework by, by God. God has given us his word. We understand what his word very clearly says. But then we also led by the Spirit. God's word doesn't cover every area in our lives. And God gives us the freedom to, made in his image, make good decisions, make wise decisions, make decisions that consider others, for example. And all of that is part of a Christian conscience. In other words, in terms of our moral framework, our internal reference point that we would call conscience, that's shaped obviously by the word of God, that's led by the Spirit. Are we comfortable in the decisions that we make? Sure. Are we making good decisions? Are we making decisions that uh, we can as a result of our freedom and that leads others into freedom or coercion, which yes. would be the negative downside of that, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, so we're absolutely. talking about this internal frame of reference that, that we have that is shaped by the word of God but doesn't give us the final word on everything but then allows us to be at peace with the decisions that we make. And we are guided accordingly. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the one thing that is really true about it is that it, it is, it's not necessarily a, a uh, one rule fits all thing, um, but that we, every single day we're going to make decisions and it's moral things. Correct. So it's not necessarily, well, you know, if the law says I can do it, then I can do it. Um, but it's, it's, it's about reflecting on what God's word is, looking in your heart and traversing this kind of awkward area of of can I versus should I, yeah, yeah. you know. So, so you know, some some things that come to mind when we consider just moral issues are 
things like um, Christians and drinking, things like, um, you know, our response to certain moral issues. Mm. Um, I know for me as a young person, and I may be speaking very, very um, personally here, but I know for me as a young person, the, the issue of, of alcohol um, and, and, you know, Christians are divided for the most part. Uh, when it comes to drinking, but how, how do we how do we take this issue from a biblical standpoint? Exactly, and I think it's probably a very good issue because um, it's it's one that's very prevalent in our society. And, and just for the listeners, we're not talking about what's going on right now in our country and the big ban and everything else. It's just about yeah. how we as Christians live our lives as a witness to the world, as a as a you know, um, in, in accountability to one another in a, in a way that is honoring to God mm. and sensitive to, to one another. So let's talk around, it highlights one or two principles that we can apply. And we're going to look at two, two scriptures mainly. The first is found in, in Romans chapter 14. And let me just read one or two verses. It says, Accept him whose faith is weak without passing judgment on disputable matters. Goes on to say, one man's faith allows him to eat everything. Another man's faith, who is weak, eats only vegetables. And so it goes on to say, the one man mustn't look down on the other, etc. Now you could put anything in there. It goes on to talk about um, days that are, that you might consider sacred, etc. It could be consumption of alcohol. It could be a whole range of things, smoking yeah. cigarettes, whatever. These are areas that the Bible doesn't give us a clearly defined answer. Uh, or, or, or moral standard. So, for example, let's take "Thou shalt not murder" um, in Good King James yes. language. Uh, it's <laughs> you know it's undisputable whether you Old Covenant, New Covenant, whether you're yes. Anglican, whether you're Baptist, whether you're Charismatic, Reformed. Doesn't matter how how you look at it. It's it's a pretty much clear cut moral law. Yes, it's Thou not. Thou shalt a, not. Yeah, it's not a dilemma that you yeah, that you look at every day. Area. Yeah. You know, and so and so, those are the kind of areas that Christians don't disagree on. It's it's pretty clear. Yes. It's not a matter of interpretation, uh, and that's a whole nother thing. But the, we're talking about something like drinking, smoking, going to parties, for example, yeah. uh, movies that we watch. The Bible's not specific around those issues. That then has to come down to uh, to our conscience, how we are led. So in this passage that I've just referred to in, in Romans chapter 14, there are one or two clues that, that are given that are our responsibility in terms of, of how we discern, how we respond. The one is a consideration of the weaker brother. In other words, if you know that somebody uh, is, is weaker in their faith, in other words, if you know that somebody present is a recovering alcoholic um, or, uh, or a young person, who's impressionable, um, wants to be cool, then you have that responsibility. This is what is clear. The Bible puts that responsibility on you to consider your actions. Yes. Are you free to? Yes, you are. But considering the weaker brother, that brings a consideration that should help guide your response in that matter. Yes. In other words, can you? Yes. Should you, before God and his word, will... That's what we're. That's what we're asking. Yes, but it also goes on to say, let's not pass judgment on one another in disputable matters. Those disputable matters would be those gray areas. Those gray areas. So there are Christians that believe alcohol is just wrong. You shouldn't. That's their personal conviction. Okay, and there are others that go, well, it's no real problem. Obviously, drunkenness is the line. Yes. that's very clear. But, but how we navigate that then? So we we don't want to pass judgment. 
uh, unless unless it's obviously very specific. So if somebody gets drunk, then we we have every right to call that and say, you know, that is wrong. The Bible's very clear on that. Yes. But what about those gray areas? So so there are two guiding principles. We'll look at, at some others, but two guiding principles right off the bat in Romans 14. One is for the sake of the weaker brother. The second, though, is that we should not pass judgment both ways. So, so it's not a good thing to now have what might be my opinion and conviction and now impose that on everybody else. It's far better for me to go, this is my opinion, this is my conviction before the Lord. So, for example, there, um, there are good friends of mine. There are people in our church that feel, you know, for them, uh, alcohol is taboo. Not because of an alcoholic past or anything like that. Just that's their conviction. Yeah. They don't put that on anybody else. And, and likewise, we should not put anything on them and go, well, uh, lighten up. No, it's a, it's a mutual respect thing. It, it, you know, it's it, to respect people's different opinions, yeah. uh, you know, within the framework that God has given us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it is down to respect. You know, I think if I use the, the example of alcohol, but you use some other really good examples. If we take something like, um, like the movies we watch, mm. the music we listen to, um, at the end, of, at the end of the day, it's not always necessarily about what is right or wrong. I mean, if I consider youth ministry, okay. Yeah. Um, there, there's often almost, you know, every year when we kind of plan, what are we going to talk about? There are always those certain subjects that we look at. And some of them are often moral issues that can be quite difficult yeah. to to have a firm answer on. You know, if we take the movies you watch, there's often the question among teenagers of, oh, you know, should I watch this movie? Should, shouldn't I watch this movie? You know, it becomes very difficult when you as a leader are watching the same movies to yeah. say to them, oh, it's probably unwise for you to watch that movie. Yeah. You know, so it's not even necessarily about what is right or wrong, but what is what is wise, what is unwise, but then being very careful to pass judgment when you would probably fall in the same boat as them, you know? And that's a good principle regardless when it comes to judging others. Yeah. You know, when, when Jesus said, you know, there's, there's a log in your own eye, but you're looking at the speck in your, in your brother's eye, and yeah. it's like deliberately sarcastic and, yeah. and, and exaggerated to make the point that none of us are are actually squeaky clean. That gives us the right to get on our high horse and, and, and judge others. Leave that to the Lord. Don't get me wrong. I believe in accountability. I believe in, you know, if I see that you're stumbling in a particular area, as your brother in Christ, I should want to come alongside you in love to say, Kieran, I see this and, and you know. Yeah. And and my heart should be that of redemptive, uh, you know, redemptive and and, and to, to seeing you, you know, restored and seeing that. Not to post judge, hey, Kieran, you, you know, no. So, uh, I think that's a generally good principle, but particularly when it comes to matters of conscience and religious freedom, to 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 weigh that up carefully. How we own our own convictions, but we don't necessarily put our convictions or interpretations, yes, you know, onto onto others. Yeah. Now, without trying to get too far off topic, because I'm aware this could be a whole conversation on its own. But you know, Trev, if we talk about um, you know not not passing that judgment, not putting those convictions on on others. There is the tendency, I think, um, particularly even even as Christians who will say, "Oh no, I'm not, I'm not judgmental," mm. you know. But we can often be, we can often come down hard on other Christians for, let's call them, behavioral issues, sure, rather than just caring about the status of their heart and their salvation. Mm. Do you think this comes into it? Is just knowing, knowing the line between well. If they're not going going 
directly against the word of God. It's their interpretation. And I should care less about their behavior and more about what is the, the status of their soul? What is the status of their relationship with God? Yeah. And, and I think it's also about giving people the freedom to see things differently, mm. to hold different understandings, uh, to live their lives before God differently to you. And that's okay. Yeah. You don't have to be the moral police on, on everything. Where the word of God, and let's just be clear, where the word of God is clear, we're, we're not talking about that. Yeah, that we hold one another accountable to what God has clearly said. We're talking about these areas and, and a whole range of, 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 of issues where where people have to make up their own minds. Yeah. So let's take, for example, as we referenced earlier, specific issues that many parents, Christian parents around our yeah. nation are facing at the moment. Absolutely. Do I send my kids back to school? There's a virus out there. And there are Christians going, no, you know what? We're under the blood. We're fine. You, you know, send your kids to school. Get back to work. It's all going to. And then the others going, well, I, you know, no, I'm concerned. This virus is real. Good Christians are also, you know, uh, contracting the virus. Christians yeah. have died. And, and so on. Um, similarly, about churches opening. And, I, you know, when, when churches were given the green light to open up to a maximum of 50 people, uh, you know, there were those saying, no, no, well, because of our witness and... But unfortunately, by implication, unwittingly, we're saying, well, we're not opening to be a good witness, but saying those who are, well, you know, it's not actually what people are saying, but it could be interpreted yes. that we like judging them a little bit. Yeah. Do you not know we're in a pandemic? You know, do you have to open right now? Yeah. And so, and so these are real issues that we are facing right now uh, in our country, well, around the world, that brings this thing of, of Christian conscience and, and religious freedom right to the fore because these decisions are not decisions we'd normally have to make. Parents sending their kids to school in a pandemic yeah. or, or you know, whether churches should open or not. Yeah. But it's highlighted this issue, which is why we felt we, we wanted to, to tackle it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're very right that there, there's so much of life that we're living today in this current pandemic that we've got no book to go by other than his word. We've got no, exactly. we've got no other textbook as to how, how to deal with this thing. And so, yeah, you're very right, Trev. It's very important for us to be talking about this now. And, you know, when, when it comes to, to religious liberty, when it comes to Christian conscience, it is, as we've said, it's not black or white. Mm. It's a gray area. It can be a difficult area. And at the end of the day, just like, like everything, we're not going to be able to make these wise decisions. We're not going to be able to make these informed decisions if we are not keeping in step with him. Yeah, exactly. If we are not in step with his word. Mm. So how, how does Christian conscience and religious liberty tie in with our, our devotional time, our time spent in his word, our time spent meditating on him? You know, mm. where's the correlation between, between those two? So, so, just before we get there, yes. let me just say this. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 23, and we've, we know this and we've heard this many, many times, but let's just put it in a context. So, Paul writes and he says to the Corinthians, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible, but not everything is constructive. Nobody should seek his own good, but the good of others. Sure. Now, Paul is speaking to the context of um, of food being offered to idols, Christians in hospitality. Should they eat? So this was a big issue because in in ancient cultures, and certainly in, in many of the cities that um, that Paul planted churches and wrote letters to to these churches, um, most food would have been 
in some way offered or dedicated to pagan gods. So it became a very real issue for the Christians of the day to when they purchased their food, knowing that the the wholesaler might have or the farmer or whatever might have first offered that food to the gods. Now they wanted to go, well, we're we're Christians, we're we're set, but now there were Christians going, it doesn't matter, you know, everything is the Lord's. The other Christians going, well, no, I came out of that pagan, uh, you know, culture. I, I know, uh, you know, the background and, and, and so on. I don't think we should. So it was this real issue, much like the issues of partying and movies and alcohol and, and all the things that we've spoken of today. And it was a very real issue. And so Paul says everything is actually permissible. Yeah. Why? Because we do live under grace. And, and, but here's the guiding thing again. We should not think just of ourselves, but what is good for everybody. In other words, our, our guiding principle here is the what is what is constructive, what is beneficial, what is good, not just for myself. So we shouldn't have the attitude, well, I can do whatever the heck I like. I'm under the blood. I'm, the Lord says I could do this. The Lord says, no, that is just not biblical, nor yes. is it Christian. Yeah. Um, what is Christian is to go, uh, is this wise? Yes, I can. Should I? Yeah. Uh, is it wise for me? Is it wise for me as a as the uh, you know as a pastor be doing this or that in front of people that are impressionable and may not know my heart? Yes. Is it wise for me to be in in this case partaking of food that was offered to idols? And then Paul gives some illustrations. You don't have to go into into the whole thing, but he said if you don't know and your conscience is clear, food is served up to you. Eat, eat. Everything is the Lord's. If you're in a home and the guests tell you, uh, sorry, the hosts tell you as the guest that they, that they, you know, that they have offered this food to others. Then you politely decline. So yeah. your conscience is clear, and so is theirs. Yeah. So Paul gives these guidelines that help us consider others, consider the weaker brother, mm. withhold your judging, be discerning. All these things come into play. So, so I think these are are, are helpful issues when it comes to to um, to navigating our way through uh, areas where Christians can have differing opinions and differing responses. Yeah. And so so the sake of the other person, the weaker brother, I think those have to be our, our guiding principles. So, for example, we have chosen as a church not to open, and we've given reasons for that. Yes. So there are other churches in our city that have, churches that we network with. Yeah. We don't have to – we don't have to – even speculate why they're opening. It's not our business. Yeah. We don't have to worry. That's religious freedom. They have the freedom before God to open because that's what they want to do. Yeah. The government have said they can. Absolutely. And in a similar way, for reasons that we can give account to, we say we don't want to. It's not better or worse, right or wrong. This is the conclusion we've come to before the Lord. That is the conclusion they've come to. And it's a different opinion. And it's a different response. And that's okay. Yeah. So to your point, you're saying, well, you know, is it not if we take Christian freedom and liberty to to its extent, it's not just a free for all? Well, well, no, because in in one John, in one John chapter three, uh, John is actually quite specific, um, and I'll read it from verse eighteen. In one John chapter three, it says, "My dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth." This then is how we know that we belong to the truth, and how we set our hearts at rest in His presence, or hearts, conscience, if you like. Whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, then we have confidence before God and receive anything from him. So our hearts there, essentially, is is our conscience, our hearts before the Lord. And so when we are living in a relationship with God, honoring his word, 
living by his spirit. Then, then I go, Lord, what do you want me to do in this situation? I'm not going to violate your word. And in the principles that I've just given in terms of the weaker brother, the uh, considering other people, is this beneficial? Those are all guidelines given in the word of God to help me make my decision before the Lord. If I go, I just don't care. Well, then I'm, vi- I'm violating the, the clear yes. word of God right yeah. there. My freedom then is, is impacted right there because I'm not honoring God's word and I'm not honoring his heart. Yeah. So it's not a free fall. In fact, in fact, it actually puts a little bit more onus upon us as believers to watch how we live and to go, yes, I can, but should I? Yeah. And that's a good question to ask. And, and when we do that, when we do that with others in mind, with others in mind, we are always honoring God. Yeah. We're always honoring God first. Yeah. And, and I think that helps us then navigate religious freedom and religious liberty. And freedom, just talking in the natural, there's no such thing as absolute freedom. It leads to anarchy. There cannot be, there cannot be freedom that says, I'll do whatever I like. In other words, you take the analogy, if I, if I get in my car and I go, you know what? I'm free. I'm going to do whatever I like. That puts other people at risk. If I'm not adhering to road signs and robots and that kind of thing, I can't just drive like I want to. Yeah, I have the freedom to drive, but within certain constraints. It's exactly the same in the kingdom. It's exactly the same in the spirit. That I have freedom that God has given me, that he purchased for me. But I can't use that freedom to go, I'm going to do whatever I like. I've got to consider other people. That's how life works. That's how the kingdom works. And so so religious freedom is not this free-for-all. It's it's about living my life firstly before the Lord. And then his word that guides me to, in everything, be considerate of of others and how my actions would impact other people. Sure. Yeah. And you know what, Trev? I love, you know, it, it's, it, you say it's about, about being true to ourselves as well. You know, I love the piece of scripture. I forget where it is now where um, Peter is sitting with the Gentiles and when he sees Paul coming, he kind of sits up, pretends like he doesn't know them. Mm. Paul calls him out in front of mm. everyone. I mean, I would hate to be on Paul's, on the wrong side of Paul. But, you know, the reason, the reason I bring that up is because Peter was, there was nothing wrong with what Peter was doing. Mm. Nothing wrong with what Peter was doing. But as soon as Paul came along, he acted as if he didn't know them. And that's hypocritical there because there was nothing wrong with what he mm. was doing. But in immediately changing changing his, his attitude, he's putting on a really bad witness. Yeah. And I think it, it's. I bring that up because I, I just want to go back to to um, what I said a little earlier. With it's also about being hypocritical. That I cannot tell you that you're not allowed to do something if I'm doing the yeah, same the same exactly. thing. You know, in the same way that there was nothing wrong with what Peter was doing, but because he went back on on the own on the very thing he was doing, he's putting on a bad witness there. Yeah. And Paul rightly called him out for it. Mm. It's about being true to who we are. Exactly. It's about acknowledging. I, I have the religious freedom, the religious liberty to do this, mm. but I must carry that responsibility wisely. Absolutely. Trev, thank you very much. Pleasure. Final words from you? No, those final words. Oh. I must carry my responsibility <laughs> wisely. I think we cool. landed with that. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much for all listening. And if you would like to um, hear our church's official response to the opening of churches and our stand, please go check us out on Facebook. You'll find the video there um, along with a lot of other great content. So check us out, Facebook, YouTube, all other forms of social media. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, be encouraged, stay safe, and God bless.